We are Guys in Shorts, the best darn weekly podcast for sports, entertainment, and pop culture. And I'm pleased to announce this week we check all three of those boxes. We got some good stuff to discuss this week. About time, right, Ben? Yes, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into it, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, give it a look-see. It's another fun way to digest the show. And if you have a free minute, we'd love a review on whichever platform you're enjoying the show. This week, we'll discuss MLB's rumored plan for the 2020 season. Could we possibly have baseball back as early as June, gentlemen? I hope so, man. I hope we have something to watch. (laughs) The NFL draft went down last week. We'll give some takeaways from that. Plus, if you haven't noticed, the world is changing, people. Could movie theaters be the next casualty of COVID? We'll weigh in on the war that AMC is waging against Universal, or it might be the other way around. We'll figure it out. And it's round two of the hotly debated best bands from SoCal bracket. Vic, should we be excited about this one? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Can't wait. Let's pod. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Cheers to Vin Scully and his health. Yes, yes. Good to good to have you healthy again, Vin. Oh yes. yes. And Benjamin Garcia. You caught me mid drink. Hoopy hoo. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I was still toasting, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, good to see you, gentlemen. You too, sir. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite seeing you, but you're on my screen. Ish, ish. I know, I know. Before the show, we were already... This is bullshit. We need to get back into the same studio. I know, I know. I feel like a plan is formulating for us to do a safe social distancing uh, pod, but of course, got to run that through the the pregnant Through corporate. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. She has the final say right now, and as far as our social distancing quarantining goes. Although I did go to a store for the first time in over a month. Wow. Yeah. It was well done, it sir. It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> I, w- I walked in with my mask and I felt like a total idiot, but I'm in Long Beach and it's yeah. mandatory. So everyone had masks yeah. on. So I, yeah. I felt more at home. But it's funny. I was looking for something and the lady asked, do you need some help? And I had a picture of it on my phone. I said, yeah, can you show me this? And, I, and she like takes a step back because, you know, obviously I'm coming at her with my phone. It was, it was That's uh, funny that you had that experience because when this whole thing started, this was in the beginning of it in March, uh-huh. I was having a real difficult time uh, working because I didn't have a desk set up. I was working in my garage, standing up, and I had my laptop sitting on a five-gallon bucket, so it was like eye level. Okay. And a wireless keyboard and mouse. And so after a week of that, I said, this, uh-uh, it's not going to work. So I go to Office Depot and I'm over there and I'm asking questions about docking stations and chairs and all this. And the guy was one of those like face talkers, like really oh. close face talkers. Mm. So I'm not wearing any, any sort of shielding or whatever. This yeah. was before the masks were kind of the thing. And, you know, so I'm standing there and, and I'm trying to keep my distance kind of like you know, side saddling. I'm like just keeping my shoulder between the two of us. And he's literally like standing right there talking to me. And I'm oh like, all right. And it was uh, under normal circumstances. It would have been fine. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't, I wouldn't even say he was that close. It just, it appeared that close because of what was going on. Like he just had no perception of yep. what was going on. Yep. And yeah. so, yeah, it, it's weird how just this 
you know, pandemic, how, how you view things. And, and when I take my three mile walk each morning, people literally will cross the street when they yep. see me. Coming. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. totally. We, we yep. do the same thing. And I mean, it, but, I mean, at least now it's kind of commonplace. Like everybody seems to get it. You know, I know yeah. whenever we cross or, or the other neighbors cross, you know, you wave and it's like, we're all in this thing together. Make yeah. the best of it. Yep. Yep. So anyway, I broke my streak of not going to a store. So, well, congratulations, uh, man. That's yeah. the first step. Well yeah. done, sir. I, I was a little, I, I was excited, of course, at any opportunity to get out of the house, but there was part of me that was like, ah, I had a, this great streak going. And, and <laughs> So, Jeff, if you, if you were at the store and you realized that like, you had to take an emergency shit, would you have driven home so that you didn't have to use those facilities? Or would you have just said, screw it and use those facilities? <laughs> Well, I'm not three years old, so I mean, I don't really have to take emergency anymore. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, say like you know, it really came up quick and and out of the blue. Yeah. Ah, gosh, what would I do? I mean, it it depend on the circumstance. If it, if it was really bad, I'd have, I'd have gone there and just yeah yeah just wash your hands wash your my, hands my wife seconds. of course made me take hand sanitizer so i just hand sanitize my butt and legs and <laughs> cover everything i'd hover do the hover you know <laughs> i'd try my best to <sighs> not touch anything that's good for you you're a better man than i am <laughs> would you go home no i would drop try right there and just wash my hands like normal oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> take a dump in the sink yeah, uh, yeah, the upper decker, right. you know. Sounds on brand for Ben. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, let's talk some sports. Oh, we got some sports news. What? Vic, what? you want to fill us in on MLB's master plan for getting baseball back? Yeah, um, there are there are a few plans out there. The rumored one that came out today uh, was more of a realignment uh, of of the league uh, geographic geographically, and um, the the first part of the plan would be to have you know uh, one central stadium or a few central stadiums where people would start for the first few weeks, and then eventually they would move on to their own home stadiums. In all of those scenarios, there are no fans in the stands. And so, like, we would join a, a group that would have the the Oakland A's, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the, the Astros. Angels, the Come on, Astros. how do you not lead with the Astros on Well, that? I was going to end with the Astros, so that would lead into a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> which, 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 if, you know, playing against the Astros all the time would just be amazing. It, it, would, it would brighten my day. I, um, I, I would actually, so I had the, the reverse thought, and that is that the Astros right now are a united team because it's the world against them. And so that locker room is going to be cohesive and most of the team is still together from the 2017 World Series. So I think they're, they're going to go out and they're going to have a hell of a season. That's, that's my personal opinion. So to be in the same division as the Astros, that potentially, you know, depending on how the, how the playoffs look, because now you've got two divisions instead of six, um, you know, what does that look like as far as seating and, 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 and having to go through the Astros to even make it to the World Series and not being able to play them? So when I saw the, the lineup, I mean, everything that they're going to do or what they're proposing, it makes sense to me. But I, I think that the path to a World Series is more difficult now if they do this alignment than if the Dodgers see the Giants, Padres, and Diamondbacks like they normally do in division. 
That's possible, but at the same time, you got to remember they're going to be playing an Astros team without their coaching staff and without the ability to cheat. So we're yeah, really going to see how good this team is without is the availability. Team. They're a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. They're not. You could talk to any major league baseball player, and the majority of them—not any. Sorry, you could talk to most major league baseball players, and, and the ability to know what pitch is coming is huge. And, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so those numbers are skewed. No matter what anybody says, those numbers are skewed. It's going to be exciting. Well, what do you think? So do you think that the Dodgers would uh, still potentially win a World Series this year with that alignment? Yeah, because they're, they're, they're hungry and they're pissed. And they're stacked, let's be honest. Yeah, and they're stacked. That always yeah. helps. That, that too. <laughs> so, so no American National League this season? No. No, it would, be, it would be mixed. Not under that yeah. plan, yeah. yeah. Which and is, to be honest with you, I think it's 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 a good plan. Yeah, I think that it's that something that, to be honest with you, it it's whatever sport comes back first. I think that universally people are going to follow it, uh, even if you're not a, a fan of that sport. If soccer was to come out, I'll just use myself as the example. If soccer was to come out and be the first sport that is playing, and it was on ESPN one instead of the Ocho. I'd watch yeah. <laughs> because I, I feel like at this point, I just want to watch live television, something that, that has, isn't rerun, something that's authentic, something that's today. And, and, and I think that that gets your mind a little bit off of what we're having to go through and, and this sequestering that we're doing. Um, I like the fact that it's potentially going to be baseball because I think the last I heard from the NBA was at the beginning of April – and they were still toying around with the Las Vegas idea. But since then, I haven't heard anything. Um, so if baseball were to come back and they were to start the season in June, they're going to do a small spring training in May. So we're probably a few weeks away. And, and if that starts to get televised, and, and if I'm KTLA, I'm, I'm buying the rights for every single game. Because there are a lot of people that don't have Spectrum that could then watch it through KTLA and their ratings can go through the roof. So... Um, yeah, if, if Dodger baseball is back, uh, I will do what I can. I, I might even subscribe to Spectrum just to get it because uh, I'm looking forward to, to having live sports back. You know what's funny is uh, the NBA actually did release another idea today or a rumored idea, and that's to have uh, the games all played at uh, Walt Disney World of all places. Uh, I didn't read the entire article, but it has to do with the ability of, of – the ability to have players at a centralized uh, hotel system and 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 uh, being able to play in one area until at least they're able to open it up, kind of like baseball is. But it was interesting. Uh, why I, I want to go back and read the actual article about why they chose uh, Walt yeah. Disney, but uh, yeah, Probably it actually just came them. out late today. Yeah, well, so I, I read a funny article, and this is what made me think about the NBA again was Steve Kerr basically said, yeah, we've played our last game. At this point, if the NBA was to come back to end the season, they're pretty much going to either do a few playing games for the bubble teams or they're going to just start with whatever the seedings are and start the playoffs. So he says, yeah, my team is 10-52. and 52. We ain't playing another game. <laughs> they're not going to ask us to play against a, an under 500 Knicks team just for the sake of playing, right? Yeah, so he's like, we're yeah. building for next season. Yeah. Um, and that was what reminded me that the NBA isn't playing anymore. Um, I, I'd like to see LeBron and Davis and see how they do in a, in a playoff situation against the Clippers. And I'm just hoping at this point that we get to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Just, we can just fast forward right to the good stuff, I feel like. Yeah, why not? Yeah, come on, NBA. Let's make it happen. Yeah. 
Shall we uh, move on to the draft? Keep things rolling? Yeah. yeah. Let's, do Let's do it. Uh, Darren Basa isn't here today, and, and he would normally weigh in on our Rams. I honestly, did you watch the draft, Ben? No, I watched highlights of it and, and yeah. read it. Yeah. Read. It's like I, it's like two months long. You can't watch I, the whole thing. I had, I guess, because I was home and doing stuff. I just didn't have an interest in it. I figured I'll hear what Darren has to say about it later, and then form an opinion. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so yeah, sorry, we have no uh, Rams thoughts on it. We took a running back first in the second round because we didn't have a first round pick. So Todd Gurley, you won't have a first round hopefully. pick until twenty twenty five, right? If if that, we'll probably get rid of that one too. Uh, <laughs> but Ben has some thoughts on his Raiders. Why don't you tell I do. us, buddy? So, okay, this is the first season that the Raiders will be playing in Las Vegas. So this is their quote-unquote first Las Vegas draft. The draft was supposed to be held in Las Vegas. So this is, this is a big deal. The Raiders, when they, when they got John Gruden, uh, the, the two seasons prior, they were, I think, 12-4, and four, and then they went 8-8 eight and eight the next season. And when... The Raiders got Gruden. It was like, okay, this is this is the step to now, you know, getting to a, a Super Bowl. Immediately took a couple of large steps backwards, and since then they've they've been building. and And last year, I, I've talked about it a lot, where I felt like the Raiders, they 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 started playing like a team that was coming together, like a bunch of young, uh, a, a young guys that were that were uh, effective, along with some cornerstone veterans that you were building the program off of. And so uh, with all of the turmoil that they had at wide receiver with Antonio Brown, with the issues with Vontaze Perfect, there was a few things that they needed to address this, this uh, draft. And, and primarily, to me, they were wide receiver and secondary uh, on the defense. Uh, so what they did with their, with their number 12 pick in the first round was they went after a wide receiver uh, out of Alabama. And it's funny because all of the draft pundits were saying that this guy wasn't uh, the the best receiver in the draft. They they ranked him as the third best wide receiver. But what the Raiders liked about him was that uh, he and this is this is the Raider way that he ran a four two seven in the forty. So he's fast as shit. Now I don't know if he can catch, but he's fast. <laughs> if he catches it, he's gonna score. So a couple of the things that were uh, that were mentioned about him was that uh, in ninety eight collegiate receptions. 24 of those resulted in touchdowns. So again, that goes to show how fast he is. And this is in the SEC, the fastest division in college football. And um, and he had the highest receiving touchdown percentage in the SEC in the last 20 years at almost 25% of his uh, passes were, were uh, resulted in touchdowns. So, so that's going to address, hopefully, their number one receiver. Uh, and then for the second pick, which is also in the first round, they, they uh, drafted a cornerback. One of the things that the Raiders have had a huge issue with is, is broken coverage and just not being physical enough with the number one receiver on other teams. And so the guy that they got, this was his quote. He says, I'd say I'm a physical corner dog. I'm a competitive guy. And above all, I'm tough, right? So he's, he's that mentality of, of Raider football. Yeah. And so, so like in, their first, in their first two picks, they addressed their needs, and then from there they went running back, wide receiver, and then uh, a couple of interesting picks was the guy. Uh, they got two guys out of Clemson. One of them was a hybrid linebacker and safety, so uh, and and the other one was an offensive guard, and then the last pick was a, a, a small running back. But one of the things that they were trying to address is speed and versatility. One of the things that I feel like the Raiders are trying to do is keep up with the Chiefs in their division. 
So when you look at the Chiefs, they're fast everywhere on the field, and they've got guys that can play different positions. And so I think Gruden is adapting his offense to do the same thing. And so that's kind of the way they were drafting. And so when you look at some of the picks, they weren't the favorites of the experts, but they were specific in need. They wanted them to be fast. They wanted them to be tough. And they wanted them to play Raider football. And so, again, this is John Gruden building the team in his image. And so at this point, with what I saw from last season and what they did with the draft, I'm looking forward to seeing how this materializes on the field. But uh, this is is a a Raider team that uh, I think – uh, from last season to this season is going to is going to take another step forward, and we're looking even with the Chiefs, Chiefs in our division at a ten and six record. Whoa, that wow. is very right. optimistic for you, yeah. Benjamin. Yeah, exciting. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good uh, that's a good season right there. It is. It's going to be a hell of a Raider season. It's going to be a much better one than the Ram season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course it is. <laughs> Uh, is it going to be as good a season as uh, that uh, wide receiver that the Cowboys took? Is gonna oh, uh, oh well, man. <laughs> who knows what kind of season he's going to have. But <laughs> He's going to have a great season. Fill, Maybe not on the us, field. But. Fill us in on this guy, Ben. <laughs> so during the draft, this was, again, I, I don't watch the draft because it takes so long. And, and you get all the highlights on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So, so one of the ones that, uh, that popped up was a guy, his name is C.D. Lamb. Uh, he was drafted by the Cowboys as, as, as their wide receiver. But the funny thing is, is that while he's being drafted, and this is, and again, you don't get this without quarantine, right? Because he's probably going to be in person in Las Vegas, but he's right. taking the phone call at home and he's got the, the phone set up with his entourage and his family and he's sitting next to his girlfriend on the couch. And so while he's being drafted, the, the video coverage goes to him and he's on his cell phone or a cell phone talking to the Cowboys and then his personal cell phone rings. So his girlfriend sitting next to him reaches over onto his lap, grabs his phone and was going to answer it. And in a swift move, he reaches over, grabs the phone and just pulls it away from her. Right. And so everyone on Twitter is thinking, well, what's he hiding? Right. So I I would ask you guys like, what do you, what, if you're, if you're in that position and, and you know, Jeff, your wife, Vic, your wife goes to pick up your phone. Don't you just automatically allow them to pick up your phone? Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. if you don't, it, it looks like you're hiding something. In fact, and, and girls... And that's why Twitter blew up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say that this is specific to girls. So, so people in general that have been scarred by maybe, maybe they've been cheated on or maybe they've had somebody, they've caught their other person texting or, or whatever. Yeah. Lori, I don't... And I guess I shouldn't share too much but Lori doesn't even like it if my phone is upside down i said why do you want my why do you care if my phone's upside down it vibrates less if it if the case is on the whatever it's like i she had a a a former boyfriend or whatever who you know Mm. he he'd hide he wanted to hide text so he'd turn it upside Uh, down man you just turn the banners off it's real simple (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he apparently didn't know that, and now I'm penalized for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you just but gave no, away too much. You, you really yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I would let her answer it because I've got nothing to hide. People, come on. It you you <laughs> cheating or whatever might sound great in the moment, but yeah. there's nothing better than a a full night's sleep with a clean conscience, not worrying yeah. about what's 
somebody's going to see on your phone yeah. or in your She's bank not going to Lorena Bob at you? Or in your oh, whatever. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I sleep soundly every night not worrying about that stuff. So, so the funny thing is, is that my, my first inclination was it felt like a kid rushing home on report card day to, to like hide the report card. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the other feeling that you get, and I used to do this to people to make them feel real uncomfortable. This was before the, the cell phone password is that you would just pick up their phone and go to their photos and start scrolling, right? <laughs> you know, like that immediate, like, holy shit, are they going to yeah. catch that nude picture I took of myself two days ago, like, or whatever? Yeah. So I literally felt when I, when I saw the, the, the tweet with this video that that's what was happening. But his girlfriend later comes out, and I don't know if it was on Instagram or on Twitter, but I'll read you the quote in the, in the, uh, in the social media post, which says, his agent was in an bold facetiming him while he was on the phone with the cowboys i was just doing the girlfriend thing and i was going to answer it for him so uh, she was the one that apparently uh let everybody know what was going on but if that really was the case and that was his agent his girlfriends met the agent i don't think that's the problem so anyway that was that's how the story ended so i I truthfully believe that there is an underlying reason why he did oh, that, absolutely. and that's not the no, reason. Yeah. That, that that's what reflex. he told her. That was reflex right there. Because he probably <laughs> didn't know it was ringing, maybe, and, and didn't know why she was reaching for it. That is, yeah. Right. There's, and there's his, dirt in His that body form. language, when you watch it, his yes. body language, it, it's not normal body language. Have you seen the clip, Jeff, at all? No, no, I haven't. I just, oh, you're going to have to check it out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll do it. Well, you did send it to me. I think I... Or you sent me the article. Yeah, I sent you the article. I'll it's got it it's got the video in it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, looking forward to it. Good, good stuff. All right, let's keep this thing moving. Uh, ben. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's funny because I I looked at my notes and I instantly said Ben, which I don't know why I would have done that because mm, we're going to talk find out. about uh, real quick. Oregon has a plan for uh, <laughs> coronavirus and. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to just leave it at that and I'll tell you what the plan is? Yeah, what's the plan, Ben? All right. So I can't take credit for this story. We have a text thread uh, amongst not only just us, but a couple of our other uh, friends from, from the other podcast, The King's Realm. And, and, and so one of the guys sent this. I think it was Jordan. Yeah. And once I saw the title, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a show topic. The, <laughs> the, well, the Cliff, topic- I should point out Cliff also sent it to you. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we got to give credit to everybody. Yeah. They so knew anyway, to send this article too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the The article subject is Oregon Strip Club creates a drive through experience during Corona lockdown. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so when you read the article, what it tells you is that the owner didn't have the the thought of this, but apparently there's a local event company in the city that approached him about it and was like, "Hey, listen, why don't we join forces?" and and combine our talents and get people let's get our guys back to work or in the strip club's case gals back to work and so the owner of the strip club initially he heard the idea and then he thought to himself i don't want to bring the wrong sort of attention to my establishment and i'm thinking to myself like he wants to be a respectful immoral establishment you know (laughs) no where they respect social distancing protocols and yeah and 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 then he was like well you know we're a serious business i want to be taken seriously right so he, he's one of these kind of people but after a few <laughs> days of of thought he's like listen I, I need the money in my pocket and so they they decided okay at that point we're going to do it how is this going to work 
So in order to keep the social distancing aspect between the stripper and the client, what they decided to do was actually close down the building but use the, the, the strip club's parking lot. And so then they had the event coordinator come in and place one of those big event tents into the parking lot. And then from there, they put in fog lights. They put in, um, you know, or, I'm sorry, the fog, uh, they, the colorful lights. They put in, I got the notes here. Hold on. Uh, disco balls. And of course, most of all, they had the titties up on, you know, like the, the stages. And so the, let me, let me, let me read to you the quote on how it works. It says, it basically works like this. Cars pull in and the DJ starts playing a song. Several dancers wearing gloves and face masks perform for the length of the song. And then the customer's uh, food is brought to their car. The club event throws in a free roll of toilet paper for each person that comes in. (laughs) (laughs) Which apparently, like it is here, it's difficult to get toilet paper. So you're actually paying not only for food, titties, you're getting a roll of toilet paper at the end of it. So, you know, this is good old American ingenuity. You know, when, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade out of it. So that... At the end of the article, it says that everyone was happy. You got the clientele that's coming in that gets the human experience of seeing titties in person, and the women themselves feel like they're now and considered essential workers. I love it. So everybody wins. That is funny. That's crazy. Sorry, go ahead, Vic. Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I, it's a great idea. I mean, it's, it's brilliant that they're actually going to, I don't know if they've tried it or they're, they're going to try it, but I, either way, I do feel like they missed out on a little bit of an opportunity uh, I, I feel like a virtual, a live virtual reality strip club uh, might work also. Um, like the NBA has uh, 3D virtual reality cameras that you can watch a game from live as the game is on the floor. Oh, yeah. You can watch the game. And uh, I just feel like uh, that might work also in a strip club. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's Maybe. the thing. I, I don't think whatever's going on around the main stage matters. Like if I'm paying to go to a strip club, I don't care if it's, I mean, if it's in 3d because I'm there live, I'm not really caring about the fog machine and the lights. As long as the girls are cute and you know, I get a good view of them. That's all that matters. The, the only thing I'm thinking of is it, is it a typical strip club song where they take a five minute song and they cut it down to 55 seconds, you know, and then how does it work when the girl wants to do lap dances and how do they approach you? You know, like if it takes that element out of it, that's the, that's actually better than, than going to a strip club. So that way you don't have to worry about turning them down and saying, I'm not interested. That's true. Probably a lot less uh, money out of your pocket. Well, um, yeah, I love how the guy, uh, the owner, it said, oh, we want to be a respectable business, but then went full full on in the other way with the free roll of toilet paper. Like, that. <laughs> like what's more gimmicky than that? <laughs> I don't know, man. If they were just trying to get people that were on the fence, like, ah, should I go to a strip yeah. club? Well, we can get a free roll of toilet paper. All right. Oh, that's, that's how you, funny. honestly, Jeff, that's how you convince your wife when you're running out of toilet paper and you can't find it at Costco. You're like, listen, <laughs> yeah. I know of a place where I can go. It's going to be a little pricey. It'll be 20 bucks a roll, but I can get a roll every time I go and get it. Jeff, you try that and let us know if it works. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I got, I got my Costco rolls finally showed up, so I'm, I'm stocked up for a while. But if this thing goes on long enough, who knows? Let's keep it moving, shall we? Oh, my gosh. We got a war brewing, gentlemen. 
It is what? It is a war. So earlier today, Vic sends out a, an article about Universal made the decision to release Trolls World Tour, which is that the yes. second or third Trolls movie? It's the second, 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 and second I don't know why movie. I know that. Oh, because you have two daughters. I know why I know that. Yeah, it's horrible yeah. daughters. That's right. Uh, so they decide it was supposed to come out in the theaters, but with all this, all the theaters are closed. They make the decision: let's just release it at home, charge what nineteen ninety nine to to rent it, and you can see this first run movie at home rather than going to the movie theater. And they rake in the dough doing it this way. Um, and uh, the movie theaters are pissed about this because Universal <laughs> has done pretty well by doing it, releasing it this way. And the movie theaters who, you know, over the last several years have kind of been fighting this growing idea of, you know, um, video on demand at home yeah. growing in They're popularity. They're the new blockbuster video. I wouldn't go that it's far. Like when Netflix happened. So I wouldn't go that far to say that, but I'll tell you what, if they try to wage a war against the yeah. studios, I could see it going that way. They yeah, should be kissing too. the studios' asses right now because I think this shows that the, the studios hold all the chips. I don't, yeah. I don't think movie theaters are disappearing anytime soon. But if they... I think they are as far as quantity. Yeah, I think I would I agree with that. It's it's sort of like, well, and maybe it's a bad example now because the one skating rink that I used to use got closed. But <laughs> what I remember I remember in the eighties, like you could go to skating every city ball. and there was a skate rink. And right. and and then as we aged and we got into our thirties and forties, like most of them closed and you had a few and they would do good business because they were the only game in town. But I see that kind of being the way of the the movie theater that instead of having three per city because i know the city that we live in there's like three or four of them it's going to consolidate to maybe one for three or four cities and it'll do good business but it isn't going to be the way it was in the good old it, days it all depends and, and and i agree with you and i think it could be leaning that way and if if the theaters uh start waging a war against the studios the the problem is these first run movies People, people want to see them, like, you know, the Marvel movies. If, if they come out in the theater, yeah. they're going to pay theater prices. They're going to go to the theater. If they come out at home first, they're going to watch it at home, and they're going to pay whatever it is. You know, the James Bond movies, the big, you know, summer popcorn movies, like all those movies that are events, people are going to yeah. go, they're going to pay to see those wherever they want to. Now, the studios, ideally, would like to release them in the theater because... You know, you're you're charging per buzz. person. It creates buzz. There's, it's we're still we're still kind of conditioned to to feel that way. Like a theater movie is a big event. And let's be honest, the theater going experience is cool. But what they're fighting is that the home viewing experience is catching up. You know, just like watching f sports at home has gotten so much better than it used to be, you know? Yeah, and it's, arguably, it's better than life. Watching sports at home, depending on what you're watching, is can't yeah. be better at home. Absolutely. If, if you're Ben, it's always better. And <laughs> yes, that's 100% true. I, I think the, the theaters are going to have to either adapt their model or cave that's in. That's it. And so, so in reading that article you sent, Vic, so the theater... The theater studios, the split is around 50-50, more, more or less, okay. on what okay. they make. And so, um, 
like with this Trolls movie, the other Trolls movies made, I think around a hundred, or the other Troll movie made around one hundred and forty million. And that's this, throughout its entire run. Throughout its entire run, this one, in the limited time that it's mm-hmm. been out, has made. I think like a hundred million. It said, yeah, just over a hundred million. Yeah. But they make eighty percent versus fifty percent. So yeah. they've made more money off of the Trolls movie being released on video than off of the theatrical run. Uh, uh, well, it sounds yeah, like the players' one. union of any sports group. They're going to go back to the <laughs> when this whole thing is all said and done. They're going to go back to the theater group and they're going to say we want a higher percentage. Well, the uh, the argument though is what the theaters are saying is you can't compare this because people can't, we're closed. Like the theaters aren't an option. People are stuck at home and they need something like this. Like the Trolls movie is perfect. And, and let's be honest, a, a Trolls movie, a family movie, parents are looking for ways to entertain their kids. Like right, that's right. the perfect genre of movie to release and time. in this format at this time, right? Yeah, It might not necessarily work with with other movies, you know, certainly not probably dramas or, you know, movies that don't have a, a lot of buzz around them or, or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, not that those make a ton in, in theaters anyway. So I, I could see that happening where this is. Well, and that's what Universal said. Universal came out and said, yeah, we did really well with this Trolls movie. I think we're probably going to see more of our movies you know, released this way, you know, not all of them, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, AMC, you know, got up on their high horse and took offense and said, (laughs) Universal is no longer allowed in our theaters. We're not playing any of their movies anymore because of this. So, So they're trying to strong arm Universal into walking this back. And Universal's like, look, we have a business to run. We're just, we're doing what's best for our people. And, and yeah. And they're just yeah. following what Netflix has already started. Because, I mean, yeah. when you think about the movie that uh, Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino yeah, were on. The Irishman. What, what, the Irishman. Yeah. It's like, that never went to a theater. That was made by Netflix, and it was immediately released on Netflix. And for people to consume it, you know, for free, for just the monthly subscription. Yeah. And so Netflix has already done that. In fact, and Jeff, you'll be able to comment on it, but I think that there's been some arguments in, like, the... Uh, award shows at the end of the year like your 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 golden globes and and your not the emmys whatever the the big one is the oscars Oscars, is that i've heard that they've tried to keep the netflix movies from coming in because they're not actually being released in theaters so so to me universal is just following in that and and so again i think this is more like a blockbuster video it's like i feel that the 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 cornerstone of the movie theater and how they've made money over the last couple of years has changed. It's already past them. And now I think that it's just going to rapidly decline and you're going to start to see a lot of them close. And, and, and yeah, the, you know, I, here's, I think you guys are all right. And the thing that I think the, the theaters are miss are not seeing is when, uh, when you guys have brought up Netflix and blockbuster earlier on, right? When Netflix first came out, they everybody was saying the same thing, like, "Oh, this is just you know, it's a, a you fan. can get DVDs in the mail, like it's never going to go anywhere. Blockbuster's fine. People like going to the store and picking out their thing, you know, da 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 da." And then Netflix, you know, switched 
switched it up on them and used their technology to get ahead of Blockbuster. And by the time Blockbuster reacted to what happened with Netflix, it was too late. And I think that might happen to some of these chains. And I think Ben is right. I think we're going to see less chains out there um, because the future is in streaming. It's in staying at home. It's, I mean, people have home theater systems that are amazing, right? I mean, these things sound really, really good. And uh, I think the, and I think Jeff said it also that, um, you know, they're going to have to learn to adapt, you know, and whether it's that they start offering streaming services on their own, they're going to have to learn how to, instead of saying, no, you can't do that. Whoever's in charge over there needs to be like, okay, we saw what happened to Blockbuster. We need to start acting now on how to, you know, not end up being like Blockbuster. navigate through it. So Jeff, I have a question for you. Um, one of the movies and, and I'm not the type of person that, you know, sets dates on my calendar. And now that what? I've mentioned it, I don't know the date, but <laughs> I know that it's in mid June. <laughs> Top Gun two is supposed to come out. And I am like the most excited person to watch oh, this movie. Oh, that's because awesome. I loved it as that's a kid. Awesome. And I've seen both the, the two and a half minute YouTube video. And then they have a six minute one, which it I've seen. It's great. It's fan. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And so the question that I have for you is let's assume that the date comes by and let's just call it June 15th. That, you know, they've been advertising for over a year now. This is the date that, that movie is going to come out. Do they have any flexibility in delaying that so that when we, the consumer, get to see it, get to watch it in a movie theater? Or do you think that they're going to possibly do what Trolls did and just say it'll be releasing that day, but yeah, streaming? No, you're, you're, yeah, the, so many movies have been delayed. Yeah. Uh, Marvel mm-hmm. delayed uh, Black oh, Widow. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They delayed the new James Bond movie till November. I, I mean, Movies that were supposed to be released, you know, have already been delayed. I, I haven't heard about movies in June. If and if Top Gun um, has, been I haven't heard anything about that yet. one. Either. I haven't heard that yet. But no, if if this thing keeps going, the big movies like that, those big popcorn movies, the studios still want those in the theater because, yeah. like, let's be honest, you you still want the movie to go to the theater ideally because you, wa- you, make you your watch money it with a bunch the of fans like you too though it's like when we watch the michael jackson thing it's that it's that yes. uh, that that feeling that you know you're you're sharing this with a thousand other people but that think exactly like you but here's yeah. the thing and i'm going to pull an eric vier and speak out of both sides of my mouth <laughs> who who studios yeah right <laughs> studios want their movies in the theater because then you you get you get the fan when they want to see it first in the theater, then you yeah. get them when they need to rent it or want to buy it on, you know, digital or Blu-ray or, or whatever they want right. to buy it on. You right. know, with this Trolls movie, they you could rent it for nineteen ninety nine, but I think you could buy it for twenty four ninety nine. Most parents probably spent the extra five bucks to buy it. Absolutely. So now, yes. now they didn't have to take their family to the movies, which is at least. You know, fifty bucks, a uh, hundred dollars, yeah, plus the popcorn or whatever. <laughs> but the studios didn't see it, so they don't get that. Now they're just buying the movie, and now they have it forever, and now they've made their money, and that's it. So studios still want their their movies to go through the theater. Now okay. they still hold, I think the the bargaining chips in this thing because they own the product. They can do whatever they want, yeah. and now we've learned that okay, they can maybe they can't use the the theaters but we still have a great uh, plan b here where we can release them in the in the uh video on demand and now speaking out of the other side of my mouth the thing about the theaters is 
you think about going to the theater and it's fun because you go and and you know you're it's the shared experience of it right and and going into this big you know dark theater or whatever well now we all have you know 50 60 70 inch you know tv leds 4k tvs on our on yeah. our walls at home with surround 4k systems. tvs are amazing yeah i mean they're gorgeous you know it, yeah. it's good enough right and it's more comfortable in your home as you've already established ben yeah. And, and the these, social. I was going to say, these are $9.99 for a six pack. There you go. There you go. You can't get popcorn for that cheap. But the shared experience now is social media. You, because think about it. If you go to a movie, you, you tweet about it or you post it on Facebook yeah. at the theater. This Because if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't happen. <laughs> so, so now you have that from home watching Top Gun 2 at home. You know, and, and so you, you still, you scratch all those itches. And yeah. so anyway, all that to say, I think if the theaters decide to strong arm the studios, That's it's not going to go in their favor. Mm-mm. Yeah. So there you go. Well done. Well said, sir. Oh, I'm excited to see how it plays out, though. I, <laughs> honestly, too. I hope that they go to war because I just love reading about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing what happens. Oh, man. Yeah, I could. Do you, do you think that there comes a time when um, it's a, it's a hybrid where the big blockbusters come into the movie theaters for like two weeks and that's it, and after two weeks you can buy you can now stream it at your house. Yep, I totally do. I totally yeah. do think that because you think about it, and a movie is at its biggest hype when they put all that money into the advertising for opening weekend, you know, and then it right. starts to fade. You know, and then, you know, the tradition is that, you know, a few months later, then they kind of advertise that you can rent this movie and whatever. Right. But being able to hype that and and ride the wave of, you know, the hype while it's popular, you get the people yeah. that want to go to the theater and then you get the people that I mean, there is something to be said for if you release it too quickly, people might say, well, I'm not going to go to the theater because I'll just see it in two weeks at home. So you you want to keep enough space between those where, you know, you're you're double dipping. You know, you're getting those people that they want to watch it in the theater and then they loved it, and so then they're going to rent it again at home in another couple months. Yeah. Um, well, so, to me, that's going to hurt the movie theater if they only do it for two weeks because Hollywood comes out with so many movies, right? But most people aren't going to watch. Like I, I remember when I was younger. I was like, I want to go to the movies and I would just look at a list of movies that were playing and I would pick the one that I wanted to watch. But as I got older, I only go to movies that I've got like Top Gun. Like when I know that comes out, I'm going to go watch it. Right. So I go once a year, once every two years. Yeah. I think that was the last movie I went to. Yeah. (laughs) So I know your taste. So so the problem is going to be is if if the good movies are only there for two weeks, then that means that the rest of the year it's going to be a bunch of shitty movies that people really don't care about. And the only clientele that you're going to get are the 18-year-old kids that want to just go and make out in a dark room for two hours, (laughs) which you're always going to have, but you're you're not going to have mom pop from Kansas to go and support your institution. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out. Oh, man, that was a lot of movie talk. I love it. Jeff loves it. I do love movies. You couldn't tell. Uh, before we move on from uh, how coronavirus is changing the world, it finally happened. We all know we've seen these newscasters at home broadcasting from their living rooms, and you know that they don't have pants on. 
but it finally happened and one got caught. Ben, you want to fill yeah. us in on this? You you basically told the story. So <laughs> there was an article. It literally took me 30 seconds to read the article. The guy's name is Will Reeves and he was on Good Morning America. And like you said, he's sitting in a chair at his desk with a webcam or whatever it is. And, you know, because he's he's doing this interview from home and he doesn't have professional lighting and professional cameramen behind him, he sets everything up, sits down in his chair. And then when it cuts to him, he's sitting there and he's wearing a nice blazer with a nice shirt and he's sitting there and appears to be underwear. Later on, he says he's wearing shorts. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, I was like, we've all talked about it. In fact, uh, about a week ago, uh, I was on an interview panel for um, uh, we were uh, my group was interviewing for a, a position. And so I was asked by my manager, hey, do you mind being part of the interview panel? And so I asked him, I said, does that mean that we need to be on camera because they're going to be on camera? And he says, well, you can do that or not. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, I could just put a shirt on and wear my shorts or underwear and nobody's going to tell. But then I thought, what if I screw up? So I yeah. took the extra 15 seconds to put pants on, right? I didn't yeah. put shoes or socks because no one will ever see that, but yeah. I at least put pants on. And so we've all talked about it. We've all joked about it. Yet this guy does it and then gets caught on the biggest stage on, on a national television show seen by millions of people. And so what I have to give him credit for is that, you know, of course he gets caught. Somebody on social media then tags him and it goes, it goes viral and he owns it. He's like, yeah. You caught me totally embarrassed. (laughs) You know, he wasn't trying to make any, any excuses about it. It is what it is. But listen, if you are in a corporate environment or you're having to do something at a professional level, don't fuck around. Take the extra 15 seconds. If you're already putting on a dress shirt and blazer, put on the damn pants. Don't put on a belt because nobody will notice that, but at least put the pants on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's sound advice. That is. Yeah. Should put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. At least put pants on. <laughs> but you knew at That's some a, point it was going to happen. I, those are not words I thought Ben would ever be. That's I am true. I am reasonable and fair and balanced. Well, it, it, it all depends on the situation. I said when it's corporate and it's professional, put your pants on. Put your pants if on. it's fun time, hey, baby, you take them off or you're going to watch TV, take them off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch the Goldbergs, but when I used to go to work and come home at the end of the day, I was like Murray Goldberg. I'd come home, first thing that gets undone are my belt and pants and get dropped to the floor and I walk around in my underwear. Uh, is that now that you awesome. have daughters? I would say more like Al Bundy, same? but. Yeah. Oh, what was that, Jeff? Now that you have daughters, is, uh, is that not the situation? Oh, no, I still do it. Yeah. They, you know, listen, walking around in your underwear is something I'll do when they're teenagers and when they're older. It's yeah. my house. Yeah. I'm not going to walk around naked, but I'm going to be walking around in my underwear. Yeah. Keep the boys away. That's right. right. It's my house. All right. Whose house? (laughs) My house. Ben's house. (laughs) We got to get to our new favorite game, the best (laughs) bands from SoCal brackets. Vic has another round of bands this week. What uh, what genre of bands are we covering this week, Vic? This week, it's going to be alt rock bands. Alt rock. So we did did regular rock last week. Like yeah, more of like a hard rock, hard rock heavy rock. metal type, yeah, but yeah. 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 yeah, This is more of a, a mixture of alt rock type style bands. I love it. I love it. Yeah. How was our how was our uh, Twitter voting? Did did that go well? I think you're oh, saying You know, the I results, did it right? um yes, I I did it on three different platforms oh. uh for last week 
And uh, there was one upset that we'll learn about uh, oh, when really? we revisit the heavy metal. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty good. So one, we don't one, find one out. Upset. So we don't find out the results of last week until we go to the round of thirty-two. Then that's right. Okay, that's right. Ooh. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping they come back and listen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's right. That's our main motivation. Sorry. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Yes. Should we yes. jump into it? <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit afraid because alt rock is definitely not my yeah. wheelhouse. If it was gangster rap, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Looking forward well, to you'll, that. You'll like next week then. Oh, oh yes. Sweet. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? Let's do yes. it. All right. And if and Ben or Jeff, if you don't have like anything to say, just say out a, a, t- a, a band name. We'll if you don't know moving. who they are, or we don't want to say anything yet, Sounds, we'll be quick well, about this. I mean, last week we found out that our vote counts just as much as anybody that votes yes. online. So, uh, you know, I feel like. So but if you have matter. a really favorite band, you might be able to sway somebody. Who knows? Oh, love it. Love it. Good idea. Okay, so let's do it. Michael right. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, in the alt-rock category, the number one band is The Doors. And they are going up against the number 16 band, Sugar Ray. And if either of you two pick Sugar Ray, we might not be friends anymore. Well, I, I like the doors. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, of course, the doors. And if anybody yeah, votes yeah. Sugar Ray, how dare you? That, that, that's not a challenge to go vote Sugar Ray. In fact, <laughs> yes, thank we you, just take Sugar Ray off the list. You know what's funny? Hold on. Gosh dang it. We're on the first one, and I already uh, am slowing down progression here. But I remember back in the 90s, when Sugar Ray came out and somebody made the comment to me, uh, you seem like a guy that likes Sugar Ray. (laughs) (laughs) That's such an insult. (laughs) I was so offended. And this was before they Uh, were like really Sugar uh, Ray. I think, I think just their uh, first single had come out and uh, they're like, so funny. And and they're like, you seem like a guy that likes Sugar Ray. (laughs) I was so offended. (laughs) Jeff, if you get a package sent to your house of a Sugar Ray t-shirt, it wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> who it was. How dare you? All right. So that's uh, for right. sure the so, doors. By the way, love the doors. Love the doors. Yes. Yes. I feel like they yes. kind of fit in with alt-rock, even though they're pre-alt-rock. Yeah. They're, yeah. I mean, they, they fit in with the category. They're classic yeah. rock, but yeah. classic we'll, rock. we'll give them alt for this topic. Yeah. 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 Classic alt-rock? Yeah. Nah. Um, so number two... Jane's Addiction Ooh. versus number 15, Real Big Fish. Oh. Real, Real Big Fish. Real Big Fish. All right. Yeah, because I don't know anything by Jane's Addiction. Jane's, oh, wow. Jane's Addiction is universally more beloved, hence the number two ranking versus the number 15. But I am, uh, Real Big Fish is one of my all-time favorite. Oh, well, then there you go. Bands. Yes. I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. They are, they are everything you want in a band. They're fun. They're loud. They don't take themselves too seriously. All they're, right. They're just a f- breath of fresh air, in, it, especially in the alt-rock genre that, that could be a little more you know, morose and, and uh, right. you yes. know, whatever. Yes. Uh, Real Big Fish in the 90s. You probably remember, Ben. That was one of the CDs that was on constant rotation yeah. in JW yeah. Pickup. That and, and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I love that little swing renaissance. where uh, yes. For like two weeks for, in yeah. 1997. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I, two weeks. I was in my element right then. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. 
Good stuff. I wish that the whole ska thing had had kind of carried on a little. I, Materialized, I mean, I guess it, yeah. I'd like to see it come back. I feel like it's going to come back. It might. It's it's bound yeah. to come back eventually. Yeah, yeah. You, listen, For dude, you'll be 60 weeks. when it comes back, and you'll feel like you're in your 20s again. Yeah. <laughs> For two more weeks. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Love it. All right. All right, moving on. Number three, the Go-Go's versus number 14, Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Really? Stank? I'm yeah. I'm going Go-Go's on this one. All right, Ooh, Go-Go's. Yeah. I'm going Go-Go's. You, you uh, I mean, that instantly takes you back to the 80s. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I know one song, song for each of them, and, and I like the Hoobastank Wait, song and you're, better. You're kidding. <laughs> That song is the like the most played out song from the, from that generation. Oh. Hey, listen, I like Belinda Carlisle when she went uh, when she went single before she was or after she was a go go. Oh no, that that's go goes all the way. Go goes all right, all right. Moving on, number four, Oingo Boingo, Oingo versus. Boingo. 13 the wallflowers. Oh, Oingo Boingo, what Kiss sure. FM called their Oingo like. No, isn't, isn't, get it. Oh, man, you're losing. Wasn't there like a concert called Oingo Boingo? Any street cred we had <laughs> completely went out the window. Okay, what was the other one? I I, I didn't even hear what you said. Is the Oingo wallflower. Boingo against who? Uh, the Wallflowers. Oh, Wallflowers. Jacob Dylan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really going, Jacob? Oingo I Boingo, because that's Danny I couldn't, Elfman. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you a song that Oingo Boingo sings. This yeah. is not my it's This is not my genre. Party. Hey, I don't know that. your vote. That's oh, wait, right. I should you, be careful when I say. By the way, uh, I have some corrections, massive corrections for all the facts that I tried to spew off the top <laughs> of my head last week with, uh, <laughs> with uh, poison. <laughs> I sang the wrong song, and it's funny because even at the moment I was singing the song, I was like, "This doesn't sound right," but I'm, I'm all in at this point. I, I got to keep going with it. It was every rose has its thorn that poison sings, not uh, cats in the cradle. And Ben, you were right. The Guns and Roses had the Cats in the Cradle version. Anyway, you got to go back to last week to to fill in on that one. But no, get out of here with the Wallflowers. That is all Oingo Boingo. Wallflowers. <laughs> I'm not changing my opinion. Well, well done, Ben. Uh, Stick to your uh, guns. I love little girls. They make me feel so good. Come on, Ben. Jeff, is that even the correct song? Yes, that's Oingo oh, Boingo. Wow. <laughs> I don't know that song. Oh, I really don't. You do know that song. <laughs> Google it. Yahoo it. Google it. All right. Oh, yeah. Yahoo it. There you go. Uh, number five, social distortion versus number 12, Pennywise. All the way social I distortion. Couldn't tell you what song either or either of those two bands sing. So really? all which, which name do you like better? Pennywise. Oh, all right. <laughs> you just... With that no, I swear. This is I not say. my genre. I listen at yeah. this point. I could I could listen to like you know like country music and be able to give you a better opinion than on alt rock. Is there I, a con- this is not something I listen to. Is there a country category, Vic? There is not, but there is a miscellaneous. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Shania Twain. Social's distortion, and they should win by a landslide over Pennywise. We'll see. All right, moving on. Number six, No Doubt versus number 11, Fishbone. No Doubt. Of course, No, no doubt. doubt. Wow, Fishbone, right. is that high on the list? I mean... Apparently. Don't number know 11. anything they sing. Fishbone is number 11 on the list. I think of a couple songs they sing, but yeah, that's No Doubt for sure. Yeah. All right. Number seven, Bad Religion versus number 10, Black Flag. 
Never heard of either of those bands. Never heard of Black Flag, so we'll go Bad Religion. Bad no. Religion. Right. Bad Religion. Number eight, Minutemen versus nine, Queens of the Stone Age. Wow. Uh, Never heard of both of them. <laughs> well, Queens of the Stone Age. Queen, I was yeah, going to say, you got to go for the Queens Queen. Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> There might there would be my trick. You you would know more Queens okay. of the Stone Age songs, Ben. But Minutemen, uh, they did the theme to uh, Paul Revere. No, um, Jackass. You know oh, the, okay. Oh yeah, yes. They're yes. a punk band. Um, okay. They're they're uh, they got some good stuff, but yeah, Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age. And that's it. That ends uh, the alt-rock category wow. in the best of L.A. Oh, bands. That was rough. Yes! Man! <laughs> you know what it makes me realize is that I, I like what I like and I don't branch out. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that that is you for sure. Absolutely. It's like, why waste like to, my time to listen to something that I don't, I don't yeah. know? You might mistakenly find something life-changing that could, uh, yeah. you know... Rock your world. Who wants that? Oh, no, if it no, wasn't, no. if it wasn't on, yeah. you know, K Day ninety two point three, the KDAY. B. Kday. Yeah, Power one hundred six. Yeah, I, I didn't listen yeah. when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. that's no, I, that's very oatmeal, yeah. no sugar of you, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, Ben. A lot of these bands I don't know either. Um, I, I'm gonna really know the uh, when we get to the hip hop rap bands. I'll know those ones too. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, guys. Anything else we need to cover before we get out of here? No, we got two minutes before we hit the hour. Oh, yeah. then let's do it by all means. Uh, if you uh, if you enjoyed this show, or if you didn't and you like movies, if you like talking about movies, you should check out Ooh. The Definitive Five. That's another uh, show in the family of podcasts. Uh, we talk about the top five movies of a, of a specific genre every week. Uh, this week, actually... <clears throat> We haven't recorded it yet, but we're doing top five movie trilogies of all time. Oh, nice! You guys have any votes you wanna you wanna plug in there? It has you have to a be the uh, trilogy. Well, I, 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 Back to the Future is is yeah, oh, it has to be in there so for sure. Good. So and good. and yeah. when Sicario comes out with a third one, that one will be on there I, too. Is that good? It's fantastic. I wanted the to first watch two that the awesome. other night, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find, or I didn't want to pay three bucks to rent it i was like eh, it's gotta be on one of these video on demand things yeah for you free. spent 25 to watch trolls right <laughs> you know, but i own it by I himself it 25 bucks so you know uh i gotta watch sicario i hear that that's really good though anyway yeah we're doing uh, trilogies that'll come out next that's awesome yeah so check out the definitive five uh check us out online on twitter instagram at guys and shorts pod you can also leave a voicemail for us, 562-450-3356. And uh, again, if you'd like to see our smiling faces, check us out on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, and uh, we're putting the the uh, weekly uh, recordings of our, our webcams on there. And it's fun. You can see Vic's yeah. awesome Millennium Falcon. It's, uh, my ode to May the 4th. It's coming oh, up. Oh, that's right. Love that. That's a good. That's a good one. And Ben at Dodger Stadium, very appropriate. It's beautiful, Ben. You both look great. I haven't figured out how to do it, so I'm I just have the back <laughs> of my garage in there with our with our high tech sound dampening furniture blankets. Yeah, yeah. Acoustic, beautiful. Our acoustic furniture blankets. Ah, I see. I see a wheel well and a tire. 
That's the boat. You know that. You know that real well, entire very well. I do. Stories for another day. Uh, review us wherever you're listening, please. We do appreciate it. Five stars, of course. Certainly would appreciate that. And uh, subscribe and share the show with all your friends. We made it. It's, an, it's under an hour. We did it. No, it's not. No, we missed it. Oh, uh, but we, we do a, it happened a minute just or now. two before. When? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it now. Hurry, 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 hurry. <laughs> For Victor Costello and Ben Garcia, I'm Jeff Wilson. Stay safe, people. <laughs> <laughs>